We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 31st, 2008. And this is part two of our study on yoga. And this next part is some information uh, from uh, in regard to a DVD that's available. It's called Yoga Uncoiled from East to West by Carol Matriciano. They've got some good uh, DVDs that they've gotten exposed in the New Age and witchcraft and these types of things. And uh, it's also subtitled, An Examination of the Practice of Yoga in the Christian Church. Many believe they can practice yoga postures, breathing, focusing techniques devoid of yoga spirituality, not realizing that yoga is an inherent part of the Hindu philosophy which teaches man and nature are one with divinity. Today in yoga is experiencing a worldwide renaissance and in America has more than, now she's claiming at present date, 70,000 yoga teachers working in 20,000 20, locations. Although viewed primarily as fitness instructors, these trainers are real, in reality are missionaries of the Eastern religion of the West. Once viewed by Christians as a pagan import from the East, yoga has now become mainstream in the church through the Christ-centered yoga classes designed to help improve spirituality and experience the presence of God. So they're actually trying to say that we're going to get closer to God with Christian yoga by centering ourselves in these New Age techniques. It doesn't work that way. With critical discernment, this hard-hitting and informative DVD explores the ramifications of dismissing yoga's core spirituality. So if you wanted a DVD about this particular subject, this is something that you'd probably want to get here. You can get it at cuttingedge.org. Just go up there, cuttingedge.org, and do a keyword search for Yoga Uncoiled, and uh, you'll find it there. I'll try to put all this in the PDF format, too, so you'll have it uh, in that format in in conjunction with this particular teaching. Next part is entitled, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Laura Bush. This article goes on to say, The First Lady Laura Bush has been so bright and pleasant nearly every single day lately that many people have inquired as how she can possibly stay so sunny and cheerful. On July 16th, we learned her secret. No, Laura is not a born-again Christian who is filled with the Holy Spirit. For many months, First Lady Laura Bush, now this is from a news brief, part of the ladies, was entitled Part of the First Lady's Day, Yoga Science in Brief, July 16, 2005. First Lady Laura Bush's glowing good looks now have been subject of much commentary in the press. Now the secret of her vibrant health and noticeable weight loss is a matter of public record. Now remember, this is the carrot, Okay. According to India Times Magazine, Laura Bush, like millions of other Americans, are now have now made yoga a regular part of their physical fitness routine. Hey, if it's good for Laura Bush, it's good enough for me. Exactly what is meant by black and white magic, though. The occult believes that the forces of the universe have allowed each individual the free will to determine for themselves whether they will use the secrets and the powers of the occult for good or evil. If a person chooses to exercise his occultic powers for good, he is said to have embarked upon the right-hand path and is practicing white magic, good witchcraft. Remember, there was the wicked witch of the West and the Wizard of Oz. She was a bad witch. Then we had the good witch of what it was, the East or something. You know, This is the lie. However, if a person chooses to exercise the occultic powers for evil, he is said to have embarked upon the left-hand path and is practicing black magic. For the record, the New Age Dictionary defines the right and left-hand path as follows. The right-hand path is the journey to wisdom based on faith, light, and avoidance of sensual pleasures and perfections. 
that's on page 166. Whereas the left-hand path is the tantric path. Remember I said there's a tantric yoga, which is sex yoga? Well, the left-hand path is the tantric path, the way of magic, occultism. Tantra is further defined as meditative sexual union in Hinduism, Buddhism, and yoga. Now, interestingly enough, once Aleister Crowley left the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, because they weren't hardcore enough for him, he started this other organization called the OTO, the Ordo Templar Orientis. And in the Ordo Templar Orientis, and I know because I went up to their website and checked this out for myself, one of the chief tenets of the Ordo Templar Orientis is involved in this tantric sex yoga. And it's so disgusting and reviling and so blasphemous, I can't repeat what they believe. I don't even want to go there. I can't. There's no way I can appropriately put it. Okay? But suffice it to say that, that you know, it, it was good enough for Aleister Crowley. Okay? The great beast. Hitler's early and preparatory reading was ancient Rome, Eastern religions, yoga, occultism, hypnotism, vegetarianism, and astrology. Now that was from the New Age Dictionary. And they openly admit it. Now we have another link between Adolf Hitler and President Bush. Both men are members of the Black Magic Brotherhood of Death, Secret Society. Hitler's Secret Society was called the Thule Society, well known and documented, while President Bush's society was called the Skull and Bone Society of Yale, which is, which is a historical fact. Him and his dad and his dad were all members. They call them Bonesmen. And it's just kind of really funny that, you know, so many of the, the, the uh, previous presidential candidates all graduated from this real select um, fraternity at Yale. And now we learn that First Lady Laura Bush is practicing yoga, the same Eastern mystic meditation religions that Hitler studied. Now, if we want to see the, the spiritual fruits of President Bush, he's got a very good um, document that you can go up to his website, cuttingedge.org, and you scan down on the left-hand side, and it's entitled The Fruits of Bush, or President Bush. And you can see what the actual fruits of this man are. And the Bible says, by you know, their fruit, you shall know them. If we go further, there's a man named Claude Bragdon, and he wrote an introduction to yoga. This book, by the respected author known for his many contributions to occult literature, describes how to use yoga to attain an awareness of life by following a specific discipline to merge the consciousness of with that of the universal spirit. It describes the technique of the release of li into life. So if any of you were under any illusions about the danger and the occultism of yoga, you have just listened, learned the truth. Yoga is deeply occultic, even if many of its teachings, quote, work. Whether demons can make a practice work has never been the guide for Christians in determining whether to follow something. Demons can make spectacular things work. And if you think you've seen a lot now, just wait till you see what's in store with the Antichrist and the false prophet and the ascended masters and all the lying signs and wonders that are coming. The question is, will the practice of, is the practice either biblical or unbiblical or occultic? Yoga is occultic. As a result, you need to stay far away from it. There was a news brief that they uh, reference here, and it was entitled, Pope John Paul II receives a mark in the middle of his forehead by a Shiva priestess. This was posted in 1998. We received some very shocking but revealing information about Pope John Paul II from a Christian, from a sister Christian organization, Former Catholics for Christ. In their newsletter, dated uh, January... February, March of 1998, they revealed that Pope John Paul II allowed a Shiva priestess. Now remember, Shiva, 
the god of destruction, yeah, same one in Hinduism, he allowed a Shiva priestess to create the traditional Shiva mark on his forehead. Now, do you ever see how, like, the Hindu women, they have the little red dot on their forehead? That is symbolic of the third eye, okay, which is symbolic with the pineal gland, which when supposedly an occultist has his third eye fully open, he can see into the spirit world, which is something that they try to attain in the occult. But it's demonic. It's not something you want to try to attain. So she created this traditional Shiva mark on his forehead. Of course, the event will cause any person to sit up and take notice. Those of us who literally believe biblical prophecy in the book of Revelation, the false prophet, the leader of the new global religion of Antichrist, causes all people in the world to take a mark either in the forehead or in the right hand. It's another parallel. Therefore, it is a big deal when a pagan priestess causes a mark to be made on the forehead of the Pope. Most of you probably do not know what the Shiva religion is. So we will take a few moments to enlighten you. The New Age Dictionary defines Shiva as the god, the Hindu god of illusion, yoga, animals, aesthetics, destruction. When practitioners of the Hindu god of illusion, yoga, animals, aesthetics places a mark in the middle of their foreheads of the people, that is most definitely preparation for the final mark of the beast of Revelation 13, 16 through 18. It is a very big deal when the First Lady Laura Bush practices yoga every day. Millions of people look up to her example. I sure don't, though. But as the First Lady of the President, and many will try to emulate her. But why should we be surprised? For her husband is a lifelong adept in one of the most evil black magic secret societies in the world, the Skull and Bones, where they have to lay naked in a coffin and confess all their sins. To their, to their brothers, and they're all cataloged. And this is why people that are politicians in high-level areas typically don't open their mouth a whole lot because they've got so much information on them. If they were to ever open their mouth or were to ever want to go straight, they've got all this voluminous amount of information that can be used against them. It's just one of the reasons. So, do we have any evidence that America's love affair for Eastern meditation religions like yoga has really, really hit mainstream? Yes, we do. This next story reveals it. It's entitled, it's from CNN, this is from 2003, it's entitled, Yoga Craze Spills Over to Preschoolers. Now remember, Jesus said that it were better if a millstone were hung about your neck and you were cast in the midst of the sea, than you offend one of these little ones that believe in me. That's how strongly Jesus Christ feels about us defiling little children. This is from Associated Press. When the yoga teacher urges her students to stretch like trees, Benjamin Wolfgang gets up on his toes. Jenna Katz opens her palms to the ceiling. Jenna is four. And with two years of instruction, two years of instruction behind her already, a veteran in an increasing popular activity, yoga for children. For teachers like theirs, Jody Comator is a fast-expanding business. Two years ago, she taught 50 children a week at her next-generation yoga studio in Upper Manhattan. Now... There are 150 students paying $20 per 45-minute classes? Little kids? Clearly, the children enjoy themselves as they slither like snakes, bark like dogs, and try to dodge the mist Cordomer sprays on them, the lady. She's saying, this is rain. If you like rain, be a tree. Now, it's funny, you know, they're doing this stuff like slithering like snakes, barking like dogs. It sounds like the Azusa Street Revival that started the whole Pentecostal charismatic movement. Sounds like a lot of the modern-day charismatic movement things where I have literally seen them. I've seen the footage of people 
um, this blasphemous one where this one guy was like, he had a little collar. They put a collar on him. This was right up on stage. And the one guy was crawling around like a dog. And the one lady was like, where he leads, I will follow. It's just like the Bible. You know, like the, the, he was acting like a dog leading the... You know, just blasphemy going on. People slithering like snakes, barking like dogs, doing all these animal calls. This goes on in the charismatic things and, you know, going on here in yoga classes too, evidently, in some of them. America's leading her precious young children relig religiously astray. Additionally, tens of millions of Americans across the entire age spectrum are practicing some form of Eastern meditation religions. The practice is getting so widespread now that it can be revealed that the First Lady of the United States actually practices yoga daily. America is now free-falling into the prophesied abyss. The President and Mrs. Bush leading the way. I couldn't agree more. Now we're going we're gonna to end with a few uh, news stories from this Lighthouse Trails research that I mentioned before. Just some excerpts from some of these stories to, to kind of give you a little more understanding of this. How it's infiltrated the church. This one was entitled, BGC World Magazine article by contemplative Jan Johnson includes yoga poses. BCG Magazine is the publication of the Illinois-based Baptist General Conference. So when we say BGC, it stands for Baptist General Conference. BGC has a long history dating back to the 1800s when Swedish Baptists came to America to escape religious persecution. With a heritage like that, it is with dismay that we must report that the May 2008 BGC World Magazine is carrying an article about fitness written by contemplative proponent Jan Johnson. The article, titled Bent Every Which Way, shows photos of young women in various yoga positions. Jan Johnson is the author of Enjoying the Presence of God and When the Soul Listens. In the, in the later book, she states, Contemplative prayer, in its simplest form, is a prayer in which you still your thoughts and emotions and focus on God himself. This puts you in a better state to be aware of God's presence and makes you better able to hear God's voice, correcting, guiding, directing. Page 16. Johnson's explanation on the initial stages of contemplative prayer leaves no doubt that stilling your thoughts means only one thing. She explains, In the beginning, it is usual to feel nothing but a cloud of unknowing. If you're a person who has relied on yourself a great deal to know what's going on, this unknowing will end up being unnerving. Johnson points to several mystics in the book. Henry Nowen, who we've mentioned in previous studies, Thomas Merton, Madame Gunyon, one of my favorites, and then Brother Lawrence, John of the Cross, John of the Cross, whoever that is, uh, but, you know, the name, the name works for me, John of the Cross, you know. And then, and others, Brother Lawrence would resonate with Johnson's message of unnerving prayer. In his book, Practice in the Presence of God, it says he danced violently like a madman when he went into the presence. And now he was a, essentially, he was a Catholic that worked at a monastery, wasn't he? And I had a guy, oh, it was about a year and a half ago. Maybe two years. He told me we were we were in. He told me about this book that he read. Changed his life forever. And it was Brother Lawrence practice in the presence of God. And I didn't know what it was, so I didn't say anything. Dark. I had no idea. I thought maybe it was really a good Christian it was an old book. You know, it was eighteen hundreds, which I would a lot of times have more faith that it was probably more solid than it was something modern day. No, 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 no. I checked it out. Stay away from that guy. He's nothing more than a Catholic mystic. He's going to lead you to hell, just like so many of these other people. That's why the Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17.5 Just don't do it. 
Okay? It's just not something you want to get in the habit of. But yeah, really avoid this Brother Lawrence guy. In Johnson's book, she references the book, The Cloud of Unknowing. Ray Youngin discusses this book. Now, he's exposing this. And he says, To my dismay, I discovered the mystical silence is accomplished by the same methods used by New Agers to achieve their silence. The mantra in the breath. Now, remember, this mantra, this breath, is absolutely incorporated into the modern-day practice of yoga. Contemplative prayer is the repetition of what is referred to as prayer word or sacred word until one reaches a state where the soul, rather than the mind, contemplates God. Contemplative prayer teacher and Zen master Willis Jaeger brought this out when he postulated, Do not reflect on the meaning of the word. Thinking and reflecting must cease. As all mystical writers insist, simply sound the word silently, letting go of all feelings and thoughts. Then, what can happen is, is the demons take over and you go into a state where, you know, uh, sometimes it's a state of what they call automatic writing, where they actually will dictate books, uh, either on the computer or through uh, pen or pencil, where they'll actually, the spirit will so possess them that they can actually write these things out. Many, many books, all of Alice Bailey's books were essentially written that way. Uh, one of the books of Aleister Crowley, the Book of the Law, was written that way after he spent a night in the King's Chamber in the Pyramid of Giza. Uh, so, you know, or was it the Queen's Chamber? I forget. I don't know. King or Queen. Anyway, so, yeah, that's a very, very common way to get stuff done in the occult. The premise here is that really in order to know God, mysticism must be practiced. The mind has to be shut down or turned off so that the cloud of unknowing where the presence of God awaits can be experienced. Practitioners of this method believe that if the sacred words are Christian, you will get Christ. It's simply a matter of intent, even through the method is identical to the occult Eastern practices. Again, flee all appearance of evil. This is evil. Many Christians do not understand that yoga is the heartbeat of Hinduism and that it does not belong in biblical Christianity. Pastor Larry... De Bruin explains, quote, Christianity cannot be integrated with yoga and remain Christian. To think otherwise imperils the Christian, the Christian's truth and faith. As the managing editor of Hinduism Today, uh, I can't even possibly say this guy's name, but it, he remarks, Hinduism is the soul of yoga. Now this is a guy that's the managing editor of Hinduism Today. He says Hinduism is the soul of yoga. Based as it is on the Hindu scripture and developed by Hindu sages. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The yoga opens up new and more refined states of mind, and to understand them, one needs to believe in and understand the Hindu way of looking at God. You have to understand the Hindu way of looking at God, which is this impersonal Brahmin God. A Christian trying to adapt these practices will likely disrupt their own Christian beliefs. This is what this guy is saying. East is West and West is East. And if Christianity is to remain Christian, the twain should never be married. Okay, so he's coming right out and saying this, this is not something that you want to do. The next article was entitled, In the Spirit, Church Opens Door to Yoga. Washingtonville, the only light in sight, St. Anne's Episcopal Church this Monday night, is that of a small lamp next to the CD player, emitting a composition of flute and electronic Keyboard music. Standing next to the lamp on the exercise mat is Linda Dorotry, instructing her students to bend forward, legs apart, and arms outstretched. Now remember, this is at St. Anne's Episcopal Church. Okay, She says, think 
Oh God, let me bow down in front of you and honor you. So you see the, the, the religious connotation here. Oh, we're bending forward. And, but we're, we're doing it in a yoga way, but we're killing two birds with one stone. Because not only are we getting our exercise in our yoga, but we're also bowing down and worshiping God. It's like strange incense that God talks about. The strange, you know, strange fire. He doesn't want it. He will not receive this type of worship. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me, according to Psalm 66, verse 18. Now, this is iniquity. So don't expect to get your prayers answered either if you're participating in these occult practices. Such, uh, these, what she just said about, oh God, let me bow down in honor of you, such pronouncements pepper the entire 45 to 50 minute session of bending, stretching, meditating that Dorotree teaches at the Washingtonville Church each week. You see how they, they pepper everything with this pseudo-Christian candy-coated veneer? It's an abomination to God. It's part of a growing Christian yoga movement that has recently entered our region, joining Eastern techniques in health and spiritual fitness with the West's largest religion. The rise of that trend in 2005 brought criticism from Christian and Hindu purists who believe that the Indian spiritual roots of yoga are irreconcilable with the West's religion. Now, there were some Christians where, that brought criticism, and, but there was also Hindu priests that were criticizing this. Because they both believed that the Indian spiritual roots of yoga were irreconcilable, which they are, with Christianity. I mean, even the Hindu purists know this. Next article, Southern Baptist Church continues to promote Hindu paganism. Welcome to, well, if we read 1 Timothy uh, 4, 1, 2, 4, 1, and 2, now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's where we're at today. These people have given heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. They've heaped in themselves teachers, having itching ears, and of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. So this is what we're talking about here. This article, the Southern Baptist Church continues to promote paganism, starts out by saying, Welcome to the website of Salem Avenue Baptist Church, located in Rolla, Missouri. We are glad that you have chosen to visit our site. This is their website. And hope that your time here is enjoyable and informative. After you have found the specific information for which you are looking, please take some time and browse through our ministries and photo pages. You will find that... The Salem Avenue Baptist Church is a loving, caring, active church with a number of dynamic ministries all designed to honor Christ. Remember that. And bring others to know Him as Savior. What a, anyway, it goes on to say, while Salem Avenue Baptist Church may be a loving, caring, su supposedly loving and caring church, they, they don't love them enough to tell them the truth. That's not love. It's not, it's not love when you lead somebody off into perdition and hell. That's not love. That's hate. Woe unto them that call good evil and evil good. That's what most of the church is doing on so many different levels and issues. They're calling evil good and, evil and good evil. Well, they may fancy themselves a loving, caring church, browsing Salem's Avenue's website could be hazardous to your spiritual health. As the unwary believer, because of this writing, this website contains over 40 references to the Hindu pagan practices of yoga. That's what they, if you browse their website, you're going to get 40 references to yoga. This next site, if yoga is Hindu, why are Christians doing it in the church and to the Lord's Prayer? This is from the New York Press by Elizabeth Valio. To get, to get their weekly yoga classes, practitioners carry their mats past a New York sports club 
and a crunch gym. Then they walk into a church where the minister wears a t-shirt and spandex capri pants. Can you imagine? You can't help but but chuckle about this. Can you imagine walking into a church? Yeah, bring your exercise mats. Pastor's going to... And he's up there. He's in spandex capri pants and a t-shirt. And where they recite the Lord's Prayer while stretching into the sun salute. S-U-N salute. Like the sun god. Oh, that's nice. They're part of a growing U.S. movement. Christians who say they're getting closer to God in a non-traditional way. No, they're getting they're getting closer to Satan in a non-traditional way. Christian yoga classes have been the most popular way for adults to enrich their faith in the past seven years. According to Reverend Thomas Ryan, a Christian yoga instructor, and I've got a whole teaching on the subject of Reverend, just... Put in Reverend in my search box on my homepage. I've got not a long teaching, like 20 minutes long. Is that title something that any... Okay, continuing on, my recorder just cut out there, so um, this may be a tad bit redundant. I'm not 100% sure exactly where it cut off, so I'm going to just try to estimate that. This next article is Southern Baptist University offers Yoga with Sarah on campus. And in Missouri Southwest Baptist University or SBU, is offering yoga classes that are said to be very popular and well-attended. J.D. Lynch, who directs the center, explained that yoga is one of the several fitness classes at SBU. The class Yoga with Sarah is advertised as being a time for stretching and strengthening the body in a relaxing type of atmosphere. There's no mention about yoga being a Hindu-type exercise. The yoga and Pilates are offered as low-impact workouts in comparison to the cardio jam and cardio step and others that stress the joints and ligaments. Lynch wrote in an email, Yoga is currently co-modified nationally as a program element in the fitness industry and is integral part of the high percentage of commercial and institutional formats. And again, with the fitness industry, if they can give it credibility, then you lower your guard down in regard to the spiritual baggage you may be picking up. It's like, again, I, uh, the, the school system, the public school system's coming in with Scholastic Inc. and saying, hey, here are these Harry Potter books that it's okay for the kiddies to read as long as they're reading. Yeah, it's a primer on witchcraft, high-level witchcraft, no less. But it's okay because it's getting them to read. And there's really no spiritual baggage or, or anything with this anyway. So it's very similar. The yoga classes are very popular, well-attended. Yoga, the class Yoga with Sarah is offered by an instructor named Sarah. And the term yoga is a more politically correct term with, yo- with students than a stretching class. Yoga is Vedic or Hindu, or Hindu in culture. Historians say it's 5,000 years old, and as such it is not Christian. The practice of yoga is designed to unite the individual with the infinite. According to the article by Dennis McGuire on yoga.com, uh, this guy who is a professor at Hindu University of America has also explained that the American process of calling yoga just exercise is an insult to yoga purists who seek to guard their form of worship. Now hold on, this guy's Subhas Tawari, professor at the, at the Hindu University of America. He has explained that the American process of calling yoga, quote, just exercise, which is what the Christian church just loves to say, about yoga. It's just exercise. He said that that is an insult to yoga purists who seek to guard their form of worship. Well, doesn't that sound like a religion? I mean, 
any religious connotation involves worship, right, of some deity, that's exactly what they're saying. Again, the people that are the yogi gurus have more discernment than the Christians. Then, the next article, and we had, if that did get cut off, John MacArthur had made a comment in a CNN interview where he said, when asked about yoga, well, that would depend on how the yoga is conducted. If it's just purely exercise and you're a strong Christian, it probably wouldn't have any impact on your faith. Well, we've already talked about if it would not have an impact on your faith. Okay? And again, what is John MacArthur doing? He's being a stumbling block before thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that will now think that their spiritual mentor, John MacArthur, said, well, I'll give it the green light. What is John MacArthur being used as in that? He's being used of Satan. He's being used as an agent of Satan to get you to lower your guard. He's putting a stumbling block before the brethren of which he will have to give an account. Not to say that I think I'm perfect, but I'm just telling you, if it was me doing it, you know, I would be just as accountable. So I'm not trying to hold him to a higher accountability than I would hold myself. This article is entitled, Is it okay for a strong Christian to practice yoga? It would be like, is it okay for a strong Christian to participate in witchcraft? Obviously, no. But this is the same deal. It's just a little more subtle. This is by Bud Press of the University Research Center. According to the Pulpit Magazine, on Tuesday, September 11, 2007, John MacArthur was asked to, by CNN to participate in a live discussion on the topic of yoga and Christianity for a segment of the Prime News with Erica Hill. The other guest in the discussion was Doug Paget a pastor in Minneapolis and a recognized leader in the emerging church movement. When you see that emerging church movement, think of the contemplative emerging Rick Warren type um, New World Order, One World Religious System church. See, this is the church of the Antichrist. This is the budding stages in the Christian line, at least. After a careful review of the transcript and video, Christian Research Service wrote a letter to John MacArthur and made numerous attempts to contact him afterwards while CRS did not receive replies from Nathan Bosenitz, who is a member of MacArthur's staff, as of the writing, there has been no reply from MacArthur. They did receive a reply from Nathan Bennett's, but I don't, that doesn't go into what he said. In his correspondence with CRS, Bunitz, oh yeah, it says it right here, I'm sorry, stated that a quick reply could not be promised, although he would try to ask MacArthur before he leaves to travel out of state and overseas. According to Senate's MacArthur would not return until October 13th. CRS explained that while MacArthur's busy schedule was, has to be taken into account, time was of the essence due to the fact that CRS has heard from fellow Christians of whom were just as concerned and confused over MacArthur's statements during the CNN primetime news interview. So, you know, again, most of the time, if somebody puts their foot in their mouth like that, many, many times you're just going to get ignored. It's just easier to, to make to ignore it, and, and hopefully it'll go away. For anyone who thinks, um, oh, we've already talked about Carol Matriciano's book, uh, Yoga Uncoiled. And then also Dave Hunt has a book called Yoga in the Body of Christ, which is, also, which is a book format that you could buy in, that would expose this. The next article is entitled, Catholic Priest Encourages Practice of Yoga. According to the news carried by Indo-Asian News Service, Website, Roman Catholic priest, Father John Fiera, the Bible says, call no man father but your father in heaven. Totally an unbiblical term, father, particularly when you put it in a religious connotation to a man. 
Principal of the St. Peter's College in Agra, one of India's oldest educational institutions, says Christian priests in Britain are completely ignorant about yoga. They probably are. They know nothing about yoga. They should first study and experience the benefits of India's ancient science before commenting. Fiera 57 told... Now, this guy is a Roman Catholic priest, and evidently he's an expert on yoga. He's an Indian Catholic, Roman Catholic priest. He's from India. Okay, so he's really got the full package here. He was referring to an uproar in Britain after some British clergy called for a ban on yoga classes for children, terming it an unchristian activity. Well, I'm glad they did that, at least. Not sex, but yoga education is in need in this hour, Fiera said. We don't need sex education. We need yoga education. Speaking after a half-hour yoga class in an assembly attended by over 1,500 students, teachers, and other assistants, the yoga session is held every school day there. Here's another one. Hindu Council attacks a legal church ban on yoga. Hindu Church Council, UK, the largest national network of Hindu organizations within the UK, is considering whether a ban on yoga classes at St. James Church and the Silver Street Baptist Church in Taunton, Somerset, may breach the Equality Act of 2006. What, is this kind of like now committing a hate crime? That you won't uh, sponsor yoga classes in your church? Well, it's pretty much coming to that. Lawyers for the HCUK are exploring whether the comments made by both Reverend Tim Jones, the vicar of St. James... Now, we have two totally unbiblical terms there. Reverend, again, only the only... Uh, only God is worthy of reverence. Holy and reverend is he. Okay? That's how the Bible refers it. So, and then he calls himself the vicar of St. James. Vicar, we hear um, the Pope referred to sometimes as the vicar of Christ. Vicar means substitute. So he's the substitute of St. James, evidently. <laughs> Abominable titles. Okay? It's, you know, this is all pride, is really when you look at it. And then the Reverend Simon... Fair of Silver Street Baptist Church. He calls himself Reverend and he's in a Baptist church. They said that yoga is a sham and a false philosophy and unchristian. It may indicate they have, have acted contrary to the religion and belief section of this Equality Act of 2006. Oh boy! Specifically those parts relating to discrimination and providing goods for facilities and services. See, they better be careful or they're going to get their 501c3 status revoked. Yes, they are, and that would be a terrible thing for the reverend and the vicars out there to get their 501c3 status revoked so that their, their parishioners couldn't write it off on their tax taxes. I mean, shouldn't that be our motivation for giving anyway, so you can write it off on your taxes to be seen among all men, so Jesus can say to you, verily you hath your reward? Shouldn't that be our motivation? Now again, please go reference my 501c3, just keeping 501c3 on my homepage. And um, you'll get several teachings that I've done on that issue. I, I, I'm sorry, it just sometimes it's so hard for me not to be sarcastic about these issues because there's so much leaven and heresy and apostasy. And you've got guys like this that are obviously spiritual blind, calling themselves vicar and reverend, and yet they, they're saying, oh, this is unchristian. And they don't even understand the very terms that define them are totally unchristian. Other than that, I'm pretty neutral on the subject, though. You know, sorry, just kidding. Books on the yoga occupy the bookshelves of Christian bookstores. Did you know that? Oh yeah, your typical Christian bookstore is full of all kind of abominations and heresies. I try not to even set foot in those places. If I have to buy something, uh, 
of a Christian orientation, I try, or like a Bible or something, try to buy it online. Chances are you're not going to be able to get the right King James Bible in one of the Christian bookstores anyway. Reference my last teaching on counterfeit King James Bibles. Churches offer these yoga books. Uh, churches offer yoga as classes. Some are calling it Christian yoga, but there's nothing Christian about yoga. In fact, rather than lead Christians to God, as it claims it actually leads Christians away from God, Many Eastern religions teach that the source of salvation is found in us, our own godhood, and that the fundamental problem is ignorance. This is contrary to what the Bible tells us. The fundamental human problem is not ignorance, but rather our sin against a holy God, who gave his only Son as our only source of salvation. It is estimated that 20 million Americans practice yoga. It is certainly hip among the rich and famous. Madonna, Oprah Winfrey, Monica Lewinsky, Hillary Clinton... Former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, Alan Tipper Gore. We talked about President Bush's wife. So when you have those people doing it, you know. And the last article is entitled, Vickers Ban Unchristian Yoga for Toddlers. A children's exercise class has been banned from two church halls because of its teaching on yoga. The group has turned away, the group has been turned away by Vickers, who's who described yoga as a sham and unchristian. This is, the, I believe, the story relating to the story we just talked about. Louise Woodcock, who was looking for a new home for her yum-yum yoga class. Then, you know, you need every, every church needs to have a yum-yum yoga class in their, in their thing. For toddlers, yoga class for toddlers. Yeah, get them corrupted as young as possible. That's what Satan's goal is, get them corrupted as young as possible. And... Even better if you can do it in the church. Satan comes out smelling like a rose on that one. He just loves it. He eats that up. But she was turned away by the Silver Street Baptist Church and the St. James Anglican Church of Taunton, Somerset in the UK. Miss Woodcock says that the ban is ridiculous. This is the yoga teacher, the yum-yum yoga class teacher. She says the ban is ridiculous. The classes simply involve music and movement with no religious concept. Spoken like a true agent of Satan. You know, she said, quote, I couldn't believe it when they suddenly said I couldn't have the hall anymore because yoga is against their Christian ethos. It's crazy because we're talking about kids pretending to be animals and doing exercises, routines to rhymes. That's all it is. It's innocent, good fun. Why can't we just all lighten up and get along? The Reverend Tim Jones, vicar of the St. James, said any alternative philosophies or beliefs are offered and offering are a sham. In the St. James Church, we want people to have the real thing. Oh, yeah, right. That's what's so ironic about this, when he says we want them to have the real thing. You couldn't even go in that church and get saved. But they want them to have the real thing, you know. He'll let in all these other ungodly things, but he's going to draw the line at yoga. Yoga has its roots in Hinduism and attempts to use exercises and relaxation techniques to put a person into a calm frame of mind in touch with some kind of impersonal spiritual reality. And we don't want that. So, Anyway, that's my teachings for yoga. Hopefully in acupuncture. Hopefully they're going to be a blessing. And uh, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you have given us. Praise you, Lord God in heaven, for your goodness and your mercy that you have bestowed upon us. I pray, Lord God, that you would forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed in any way, shape, or form, that you would wipe our slate clean, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, and that, Lord, we would forgive those who have sinned against us. I pray, Lord God, for your mercy, 
for your mercy in the body of Christ, for your mercy upon the unsaved, Lord God, that you would save their souls, our unsaved family members, those that you've put in our lives, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that whatever it takes to get them saved, that would be done. That the fear of God would be upon the body of Christ and on the unsaved that are around us, and that that fear would drive them to repentance. Godly sorrow leadeth to repentance, as your word says, and I just pray that that would be upon them. And I pray to God that you would use the body of Christ, and wherever your word is being preached worldwide, I pray, God, you'd use it mightily for your glory. Lord God, that you would bless the remnant, Lord, those Christians in the world that are suffering, that don't have food, that don't have water, that are being persecuted, the orphans, the widows, Lord God, I do pray that your protective hand would be upon them, that your angels would encamp around about them, God, that you would bless them and use them mightily, Lord God. And we love you, Lord. We praise you and we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen.